Hallelujah. We thank God for his presence. His presence is, is all in here. I hope his presence is in your room. I hope that he's filling your heart right now. And there's an overflow. Hallelujah. There's an overflow right now. Give God some praise for his overflow right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. We are continuing in our series out of the 23rd Psalms. Uh, believe it or not, this is Sermon 15. <laughs> but, but God, but, but his word is so rich. Hallelujah. His word speaks so loudly. Amen. Again, thank you for those that are joining. Thank you for your support. Thank you that, that in spite of the pandemic, his name is still being lifted. Hallelujah. We are coming again out of uh, Psalms 23, and we are looking at verse 5 and, trans and transitioning to 6. Amen. Today, the title, the subject matter that I'm, I'm dealing with is living in the overflow in the midst of trouble. Hallelujah. Living in the overflow in the midst of trouble. Uh, I shorten it, I shorten it saying, but God experience. I, I will connect it to as we move forward. It reads uh, as such in the Amplified. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup, bring me, my cup runs over. Hallelujah. Surely. Surely, only goodness and mercy and your unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, we will end right there. Hallelujah. Father, even now. Father, even now. Lord, even now. Hmm. Speak. Speak, Lord. Speak for your glory. We need you. Speak. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Whenever I don't understand what God is up to in my life, whenever I don't understand what God is up to on the earth and and it, it, it seems like it does not make sense. I go back to what I know about him. I go back to his character. <laughs> I understand what I'm saying. You cannot judge God by your circumstances. You cannot judge God by the things that are on the earth because this is not originally a way God made it. The Garden of Eden, which is a place of pleasure, where everything was good, where everything was fine, that was God's original intent. And he has never changed his intent. The problem is because we have free will, I don't have free will, 
Therefore, we bring in our evil. Satan has really taken over the ownership of this earth because Adam gave it to him. And, and, and there's a fallen people, a fallen earth, and a fallen devil that is trying to mess up God's intended purpose and plan. But, but, but can, I, can, can I say something? Regardless what the devil does, regardless what people may do, regardless of the fallenness, God is still up to something. God is still working to work it out in your life. If you trust him, can nobody stop God from working his intended purpose of good in your life? Oh, 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 God will open up doors that nobody can shut. He will shut doors that nobody can open. It's trusting him in spite of. It's understanding that God is in the frame of your picture. He's right here. He's right there. He's in the midst of it. Hallelujah. So, 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 so in the midst of trouble, he's still here. In the midst of the pandemic, he's still in the midst of it. Even when we don't understand, he's up to something in our lives. Just trust him. Remember that his character is good. Remember that God is love. God loves us. I always go back to, I always go back to the cross. And the cross illustrates how much he loves you and me. Well, he didn't have to do it, but he did. When he took on our punishment, when, when God the Father sacrificed his own son, God the Father becomes the high priest and Jesus becomes the lamb. That's love. That's love beyond my imagination. That, that's love beyond what we can comprehend. And if he loves us like that, won't he take care of everything else in our lives? Can, 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 I, can I get honest with you? The problem is, is that we don't like living between the devil who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and Jesus who comes to give us life abundantly. To be honest with you, all of us stand between a desert and feasting. It is Israel, this, this, his nation of the Old Testament, that is planted in a desert next to the Mediterranean Sea, and, and the enemies on all other three sides. It's, it's them that live in a rich soil, but it only rains three times a month. Their dependency for the blessing is based on their relationship with God. Can I, can I help you? Your overflow, your overflow is not based on what's happening in the earth, who's the president or the boss on your job. Your overflow is based on your walk with Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't you know that God chooses to bless you? That can't nobody stop that blessing? And many times we are looking in the wrong places. We're acting in the wrong way. We're trying to manifest our own blessings when the only one that can really bless you, when you know it's a bless you, is the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Look at Psalms 37, 1 through 8 with me. Because I believe that many times we are looking around us and we have taken our eyes off the Lord. It says, it says, the Psalm that David said, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Neither be envious against those who work unrighteousness. That which is not upright are right in the standing with God. You know what he's saying? Don't be jealous if people of this world look like they are prospering more than you. Don't, 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 don't look at the people who care nothing about God and it look like everything is going good for them. Oh, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you have seen people that don't go to church, that don't worship God, that doesn't, doesn't honor his name, and it looks like they're doing better than you, looks like they don't have trouble, looks like that everything they want, they have. But I want you to know today that David said in his time, it looked the same way. But David is saying, hey, don't, 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 don't be envious, don't look at them, don't fret, take your eyes off of them. Because you don't understand, though God may take longer, God will navigate your life. God, God, God is always up to something. He says here, said they will be cut down like the grass. Verse 3 says, we who are Christians have to trust, lean on, rely on. Be confident in it. Let me explain this. You have to believe when it goes against what you feel. You have to believe when it don't look like it's coming true. Oh, let me go there. You have to believe when the promise is taking too long. <laughs> you have to believe when the waiting has been so long that your heart done got sick because, because you got an expectation and it looks like everything said is not true, but you got a word from God. You have an expectation on God and God hasn't done it yet. And you've been waiting. You've been, you've been, you've been praising. You've been giving thanksgiving and it happened yet. Hasn't yet. David said, wait, wait. Look what he said. He says, dwell in the land and feed surely on his faithfulness. And truly you shall be fed. You know what David is saying here? He said, along the way, God's going to give you experiences that helps you to hold on. Can, can I go a little bit deeper? He said, on your journey with Christ, while you are trusting him, he gives you but God experiences. Ah, uh, shut your mouth. If you are sensitive to God, God won't leave you alone in the experiences. He'll give you enough to hold on to. He'll give you enough to let you know he got you. He with you. He is for you. Listen, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of trouble. Oh, can I can, can I be honest with you? There's some troubles I never would have survived if God would not have gave me droppings of blessings in the midst of the trouble. Not moving the trouble, but blessing me in the midst of the trouble 
that allowed me to know he was with me in my trouble. That blessings were dropped. He gave handful blessings. It is Ruth that is walking behind the wheat shears and, and, and Boaz says, give her more than enough. Give her droppings of blessings as she walks behind. Pick up her, her situation hasn't changed yet. She's still a widow. She still has to groom after the groomers. She still got a bed for food. But they was ordered in her case. Not in everybody's case, but in her case. Drop handfuls on purpose. God will drop handfuls in your life on purpose that got your name on it. That's a but God experience. Now, now, what the but God experience should do is should make your heart overflow with thanksgiving that you recognize He's doing it for you. Can 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 I go a little bit deeper? Let's drop it down a little bit. Let's downshift for a little bit. He doesn't always have to solve the problem. What He has to do is show you He's in the problem with. His presence, his power, his goodness, his joy. You know, I know it got to make the devil have a fit that, that here you are and he's throwing his worst at you and you still praising God. You still saying thank you. You still trust. Did you know that that's what the battle is really all about? It's about the testing of our faith. Can, will we trust him? Will we praise him with all hell done broke loose? Will we say hallelujah? Will we keep our eyes on Jesus? Do we trust him for who he is and not for what he does? And if you are a Christian, know that your way will be tested. So what did he say? He said, I will feed your faith in the midst of the storm with but God's experiences that you know that it didn't come from nobody but me. I will drop handfuls of blessings on purpose without changing your situation so that you will know I'm in it. I'm with you. I got you. I will supply everything you need in the midst of it. Ain't our God awesome? You know, you know, he don't operate the way we want him to operate. He operates the way we need him to operate because he's growing us in relationship with himself. Without the storm, your faith will not grow. Without the test, your faith will always be weak. I declare that the more you go through, the stronger you become in your confidence in him. Next verse, look, look what he said. Look what he says in verse 4. He said, delight yourself also in the Lord. Listen. Not in the things, not in the blessings, but in him. 
It is Adam and Eve who, who God will come down in the cool of the day before they sin, and they were wanting him as children, just wanting to spend time with him. And he would download into their spirit the information they needed. That's why after they sinned, and they said we're naked, he said, who told you? I didn't tell you. So who else is speaking into you because your mind? And you're only supposed to be listening to me. May I ask a question? Who are you listening to? Who's speaking to you? Listen, there's many voices. You can't stop the voices. You can't stop the world from speaking. You can't stop the devil from speaking. You can't even stop your flesh from speaking. But you don't have to believe it. You don't have to listen. You need to guard your heart and fill it with the word of God and let the word of God be number one, first place in your life. Hallelujah. Even when it doesn't make sense. Does, 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 that, does that make sense? To trust him when it doesn't make sense. He says, if you delight yourself in him, listen, he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, don't get this wrong. He will not give you desires of your flesh. <laughs> he will give you the desire of your born-again spirit heart that will desire the things of God. It says the secret stuff you haven't told folks. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all need to hear me. He will even give you what you don't even know you need and want. You think that you want that over there, but he already know what you really want. And once he gives you what you want, and you'll say, my God, I didn't even know this is really what I was looking for. Lord, thank you. Your God is that good. He loves us that much. He is that concerned for you. The problem is there's a whole lot of static on the line. It's that TV that used to have the rabbit ears before cable, and, 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 and you would break the antenna, and you put a, a, a hanger in it, and it wasn't good, wouldn't get good reception, and there were shh, white snows. Static on the line. Some of us have not sensitized our spirit enough to discern the voice, the will, the promptings of God. There's too many voices, but you got to sensitize your, your spirit by getting in his presence, by sitting before him, getting in his word, Coming with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving coming. You ought to be thankful, not just on Thanksgiving. You ought to be thankful every single day because God keeps proving himself every moment, every beat of your heart, every, every move of your body. God been good to us. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Next verse, next verse, next verse. He said, commit your way. You know what he said? He says, I'm committed to you. How committed are you to me? Marriage is a commitment. Parenthood is a commitment. A job takes commitment. Having a relationship with God, he wants our commitment to him. 
a commitment to trust, to lean on, to rely on, to have confidence in him. And he said, then he will bring it. You know what God said? He said, the more committed you are, the more I'll show you myself. You, you can get as close as you want to. It's funny. Of the 12 disciples, John, James, and Peter saw more, experienced more. They, the, James became the first pastor of the church. Peter wrote more, more passages of the Bible. John wrote more passages of the Bible. Well, because, because they saw more. They knew more. Paul came later. He wrote more. Why? Because of their commitment to him, they experienced more of God. You know, some of us want all the experience with little commitment. It don't work that way. We determine how close we are to him. We determine what we experience with him. Listen, listen. I, I know we, we live in in the reality of trouble and storms. I know this world is in trouble. I understand that the news and, and all that stuff on TV don't show nothing but trouble. As a matter of fact, let me help you out. You can't listen to mess all the time and don't have mess on your mind. You gotta be careful with what you listen to what you watch, what you expose yourself to. Somebody said, well, it's only the news. Well, but the news make money by giving you negativity. And if all you watch is the news all the time, it will mess up your thinking. It will put you in fear. Listen, they don't show the activity of God. They don't show the move of God. See, God is moving in the background of every situation. The news won't tell you that, but the word will. There's a revival taking place in places. There's a revival in China. There's a revival in Africa. There's a revival in Arab countries. The news don't show that. My, my, my question to you is, what voice are you listening to? Because it's either going to make you draw closer or farther away. The devil is insidious by what he does and how he does it. You, you got to guard your heart because whatever gets in your heart is going to come out in you with either faith or lack of faith. You got to understand, you don't have to be doing it but it will sweep away your faith when trouble comes. Your true faith, the level of your faith, the level of our faith is exposed in trouble. Anybody can trust God when everything goes well. Anybody can say hallelujah, but, but, but what happens when there's a death in the family? What, what happens when someone gets COVID? What happens when, when, when everything's going wrong? What happens when financial problems? How do you respond to God? What's your thinking? Can, can you, against your flesh, praise him, 
thank him and trust him? Can you then say hallelujah? Can you then still stand flat-footed and say, I trust you, Lord. Naked I came into the world. Naked I shall die. Blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. See, see, God wants us to trust him to that level. Because he loved us to that level. That's what this passage is really saying to us. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, he says, he says. With death all around us because of COVID. I know, I know, I know the crime rate is, is raising sky high. I know, I know, I know, because my heart is broken because of the overt racism. And as a black man, it really breaks us when we recognize that it seems like America is against us. I am tempted to fear because of the implication of the terrible reception that may lead to depression because of the, uh, the, the economic repercussion of the pandemic. I, I almost, I almost lose hope, but in my spirit rings up something. It's just two short words, but it means everything. It reminds me that our God is a but God. That in spite of what may be happening, in spite of, of the news, in spite of all that I just said, our God is a but God. You know how I know that he's a but God? Because when I was wayward, when I was on my way to hell, when I was caught up in everything I thought I was big and bad enough to be involved in, God stepped into my life and I had a but God experience and he changed my heart. He changed my attitude. He changed my direction. Oh, our God is an awesome God. Our God is a but God. No matter how low you may be, if you call him, if you lean on him, God will step in and there will be a but God experience that will make you praise him. Oh, he's worthy. He's worthy. Of all the praise, God wants to give you a but God experience that would change everything. The way you look at things, the way you see things. I remember my, 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 my sport was football, but I used to play a little baseball, and I was the catcher. And one thing about the catcher is you stooped down. I was in a position to see what the batter couldn't see. I could see the ball curve and catch it. I could see it drop and catch it. Why? Because I was in the right position. When you lower yourself under the mighty hand of God, he'll let you see some things that nobody else can see. When you go to him in prayer, when you call on his holy name, when you humble yourself, it may look bad, may look like it's coming one way, but God will show you, I got this. I got you. I'm with you. I'm for you. Hold on. Hold on. Your change is coming. I believe that God still works miracles. I believe that God is still. Listen, he's the same Jesus 
that was in the lion den with Daniel that made the lions lay down and Daniel went to sleep using the lions as a pillar. That's a but God overflow experience. Can you imagine Daniel and his faith and how much he praised God? I, 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 Jesus is the same Jesus that when the three Hebrew boys, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego was thrown in a heated furnace, he got in a furnace with them and isolated them from the heat of the furnace and they're walking around instead of burning up. Can you imagine the overflow of that but God experience? Can you imagine here the children of Israel is and they are between the Red Sea and the Egyptians that come to kill them behind them. But God, but God Call a great wind to blow. And it opened up the Red Sea and dried the ground that they went across on dry ground. And when the Egyptians tried to go over, the sea closed and drowned their enemies and they never saw their enemies again. He's the same Jesus, the same God that gave them their but God experience till it overflowed their cup. Won't he do it for you? Oh, yes, he will. A matter of fact, I believe, whether you know it or not, he already has. He's been there. He brought you. You would not have made it if it had not been from a but God experience. Sometimes he's working, but our eyes are closed. Our hearts are closed. It's Judas who spent three and a half years years with Jesus, even experienced working miracles and casting out demons, but even though it happened through him, around him, and with him, his heart remained closed. You don't have to look far for God. In fact, the, the fact that you still got your right mind, the fact you got some portion of your physical health. The fact that God is keeping you in spite of all that's going on. The fact that he helps you to bear the weight of your problems. Sometimes it's not that he takes your problems away, but he gives you the strength to take the very next step. Can you take the very next step? Then with the step, you ought to praise God. You ought to give thanksgiving because our God is an awesome God. Here he is in Revelation chapter 3. He's talking to the church of Laodicea, verse 15, and he says, that, he says I'm standing at the door knocking. He's not talking to outsiders. He's talking to the church. He said, your problem is you think you're okay. You think you're rich. You think you're closed. You think that you see. He said, but from my perspective, you're naked. You can't see. You are not even closed. He said, but I'm standing at the door knocking because if you let me come in, I will sup with you and you with me. I thought about this thing. 
I thought about this thing, and I want you to see this for yourself. He comes into your heart, but he's serving dinner. He's pouring the drink in your cup. He comes in to take over. It's not no longer he is, is the guest. You become the guest. He becomes the host, and he begins to overflow your cup. Is there anybody today whose cup overfloweth? Is there anybody today who recognizes he is good? Is there anybody today, Paul said, I want to know him. And the resurrection of his power, I already know him. But there's more to know. There's more to see. There's more but God experience for me. So therefore, I forget what's in the past. And I press, and I press, and I press. Why? Because if he's this good, at this point, I know my future. Look at David. David says, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. David, how can you say that? Because when I look back at what he's done for me, when I look back at how good he's been, when I look at how he's keeping me now, I know I can face tomorrow. I know my future's going to be good. Why? Because the same God who kept me then, the same God that brought me then, the same God who did it then, the same God who's keeping me now, the same God who's holding me now, the same, the same, the same God who's showing out now is going to show out in my future. There's a confidence when you see him completely. There's a confidence when you recognize his presence, goodness. He's good right now. Not the situation. He's good right now. Do you know him? Do you recognize his presence? Ask him to open up your eyes. Ask him to open up your, your heart. And he will come in. Jesus left heaven, became a man. Being God, became man. Lived the perfect life for us. He died for us, exchanging our sin-filled life for his righteousness. Then he got up, conquering the grave and conquering death. And when you ask him to come into your life, when you accept him and ask him to forgive you, when you repent and say, Lord, I don't want my way no more. I want to walk with you. I want to know you. He will come in. The prayer call that one, that 513 the street. If you call that, there's somebody that will call you back and they will pray with you and they will show you how to accept Jesus. Oh, he's good. Right now, he's good. In the house, Justin, stand up. And there's someone in these special prayer. And just in case you don't know Jesus, that young man, talk to him.
He will pray with you. He will direct you. God is an overflowing God. He will bless your cup till it overflows. He will give you a but experience that you know, that you know, that you know is nobody but him. Lord, even now. Well, I don't know where anybody else is at, but you know all things. You meet us in all circumstances. Nothing is too big for you. Nothing is too hard for you. You're waiting on us. You're waiting on us. You're waiting on us. Father, release people to come running to you. Take Satan's hands off of them. We rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus that he has no power or dominion. Father, right now, save. Lord, heal. Lord, strengthen. As we come closer to Thanksgiving, we thank you. We love you. In the midst of the storm, you have proven yourself to still be good, to still be excellent. So, Lord, move in every home. Heal hearts. Strengthen situations. You know, you know, Lord, you know. So meet us where we are and just be God. Just bless until our cups are overflowing. Even now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen.